This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. All righty then. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays Podcast. Brian Gattino here with Dom Fierro. What's going on, Dom? Nothing much. Another week closer to football. Very exciting. And my Yankees aren't doing too bad. So that's also exciting. Yeah, it's got to be a good summer for you, huh? Just got off vacation, about to go on another one. Yankees playing good baseball. New head coach in Green Bay. Yeah, it's it's exciting, especially everything I'm reading out of Packers camp. It's a very exciting time to be a Packers fan. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I have been hearing some Aaron Jones troubles, maybe, with, with a hamstring. Yeah, so he's a little banged up. I think it's a little less serious than the coverage has been about. I think it's just like, a, I mean, you know, those injuries come around. We'll hold him out for a little bit because it's preseason. He's going to be a starting guy no matter what. So it's not like he needs to run, you know, all four games and multiple plays. And so he's going to be the guy no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those beat writers cover every single sport part of each and every team so you know they got nothing better to do than uh highlight their best one of their best offensive threats you know they need to put that out there you know as much as they can um today's show we'll uh we'll discuss both the afc north and the nfc north we'll go in depth uh as far as discussing some key games that they'll play outside of their divisions this year um We'll discuss what we think their records might be at the end of this season, um, which coincides with that. We'll talk about their 2018 rankings in total offense and total defense, see where they may compare this year. Um, and yeah, we'll do that for each and every team. We'll highlight impact players from each and every team. And once we get through all that for all eight of these teams, we'll, uh, we'll discuss our underdogs for both of these divisions combined. Um, obviously something that we've been doing um, each and every week. I know you weren't here last week because uh, you were on vacation and, you know, living life. Um, but Morris isn't here this week, so it's just me and you, bud. Sounds good. We get Morris will get his fill in next week when he uh, talks about his Eagles. Yeah, so no Eagles talk today, thankfully. Uh, we'll hold that off for next week. So um, let's, let's, get, let's get into it. We're going to discuss the FC North first. Um, you know, a pretty good division. Uh, I think there's there's three teams that are very capable of playing football at a high level, and then there's one team that's not. Um, so we'll start with the three teams that I think are good at football, and then we'll just like brush off the fourth and final team of this division. <laughs> um, we'll we'll go with the Baltimore Ravens first. Uh, I think I think the Baltimore Ravens are an exciting team, and uh, obviously they play football a little bit differently because. They're limited with throwing the football. Um, and, yeah, that starts with Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar Jackson, he showed signs of life last year when he came in for Joe Flacco, ran the ball efficiently as a quarterback, obviously made some poor throws and had a difficult time handling the football uh, sometimes, you know, had some fumble issues. But it's year two for him. Uh, where do you think Lamar Jackson is at? Do you think he can run this offense efficiently for uh, for a second year with uh, a few, quite a few games under his belt? I think he can. The biggest thing to me, I think, was important for him to get 
reps last year. And the Ravens were in a spot where they were able to do that. And now they can kind of build an offense around him. I mean, you can kind of see him being similar to like, uh, you know, not so much. I'm not going to say he's comparing to Patrick Mahomes, but somebody like that who they bring a lot of the college offense with him, with them. You know, and you saw it with the R, the RPOs, right? Patrick Mahomes destroyed it last year with that. So you're going to see, I think, a lot of that coming out of the Ravens this year. No, you got to build around your quarterback. Makes no sense. It never made sense to me how you can tell a quarterback you draft out of college, your guy, that, oh, you have to run our offense. Pace it around them. And I think that's going to help Lamar Jackson this year kind of step up. And, uh, you know, he's got – I forgot the running back's name up there, but I remember he was really good. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Lamar Jackson can do. Yeah, so the running back position actually, I think, took a step up. They acquired Mark Ingram uh, from the New Orleans Saints, and they still have Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon. So two guys that have been in the system with Lamar Jackson last year, adding Mark Ingram, who, as we know, is a solid veteran back. Um, he ran the ball very efficiently in New Orleans for a number of years. Yeah. So I think their goal is just let's run downhill, run down your throats, uh, option with Lamar Jackson to the outside, throw the football a very few amount of times in the game. Um, and I think it has a chance to work out for them. Uh, I mean, they're just a tough, gritty team. Um, I think this division is, you know, very – it, it, it just relates to them, you know. It's like these are teams that grind it out, blue-collar teams. So I think Ravens uh, fit the mold there. And obviously they have to run the ball efficiently because, I mean, at receiver position, uh, yikes. Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts, I mean. Yeah, there's nothing. They have he, nothing Yeah, now. These are the guys that are the leading wide receivers for their team. Um, I mean, guys with experience, which, which doesn't hurt, but, um, you know, the the talent is lacking a little bit in that category uh, where they might have some talent pass catching is that tight end, um, you know, between Nick Boyle and um, Hayden Hurst, you know, and they, they got a nice little solid group of guys at the tight end position that can, that can catch the ball. So the offense, it might not be too shabby. I, I think it'll be better than people think. I mean, they were ninth in total offense last year. Yeah, they, they played really well. I mean, I know when I got to the playoffs last year and I laid an egg against what was the Chargers, but they're clearly a capable team of winning games. Uh, one guy, like you mentioned, Willie Sneed, I would love to see him kind of step up this year and take on that, you know, I'm going to be catch everything, you know, you're going to throw the ball to me type role because he's got the talent to do it. He's just got to do it now. Yeah, exactly. Um, he needs to limit his drops for sure. Uh I mean, he's shown that he could catch the ball over the middle throughout his career and, and get hit. Um, obviously, he dealt with that injury not too long ago. I think it was 2017. Um, then he came back last year. It was a little shaky at the beginning, but um, he's getting there. And then um, the defense, there's there's not much to to say about how how good their defense is, and it's always been a pride of, their, of this football team. Um, they were first in total defense last year. Uh, I mean, they acquired Earl Thomas. Uh, I mean, they have Tony Jefferson, Marlon Humphrey, you know, Pernell McPhee. I mean, their losses were Eric Weddle and C.J. Mosley, which I do think affects the football team a little bit on the defensive side. But, I mean, I think they're still pretty ridiculous on this side of the football. 
Yeah, they. If there's one thing you can guarantee, pretty much every year, is the Ravens will have a good defense no matter what. It seems like anybody they get are just playmakers. They just love playing defense. They love hitting guys. I mean, you saw that back in the uh, Ray Lewis type days, and now you're seeing it. You saw it with the Terrell Suggs days. Now he's gone. So who's going to be the guy? It helps when you get Earl Thomas on this team. Because, uh, I mean, clearly he had a big injury last year, obviously. So who knows what he's going to be coming after that. But that's the one thing you always look forward to when the Ravens play is their, is their defense, especially when they play these other teams like the Steelers, the, uh, the Bengals, the Browns. They always Those are always fun, fun games to watch in the division because they're always hard-hitting. They're always – what you would like to think of as defensive battles. So the Ravens definitely, and I know we talked about it a lot last year, where when we picked defenses, they were always a good best bet for your value uh, in terms of daily fantasy. Yeah, they're they're extremely exceptional at um, helping their offense in, in regards to field position, getting turnovers, et cetera. So an exciting team on that side of the ball. So like I said, last year they were ninth in total offense, first in total defense. Do you kind of see them in the same type of category this year? Do you, th- do you see any regression in either? Uh, defense, I think, honestly, both a little bit. Not much. I wouldn't think – I don't think the Ravens will have a top 10 defense – or offense this year. I'm sorry. Uh, I think they – maybe about like a 12, 13. I do think there will be some growing pains with Lamar Jackson now taking over full-time as the quarterback, You know, especially after he had – one style of quarterback, you know, for so many years in Joe Flacco. Now you're kind of making a different kind of scheme around Lamar Jackson. And their defense, I think they'll be up there still. Uh, maybe a little a little uh, back a little bit just because a lot of new names, a lot of, you know, who, who's going to fit in where. So, But I do think they'll be around about the same. You know, they drop off but not much. Yeah, I would have to somewhat agree. I think they regress on the offensive side of the ball, not by a whole lot. So I'll give them – I'll give a broad answer on this. I'll say top 15 offense. Yeah, I would agree with that. And a top five defense. I think that's kind of where I'm at with them. Yeah, I, I would say – I don't know if i put them as high as five, you know, top five, but I would say definitely a top 10 defense, you know, definitely. Especially yeah. maybe not in the beginning, but definitely throughout the season they'll have that. Yeah, certainly. Um, so some of the highlight some of their key games here: uh, Week Three at Kansas City, Week Seven at Seattle, um, Week what did I write here? Week Eleven, no, Week Nine. Sorry, excuse me. Versus the uh, the Patriots, Week Twelve at the Rams. So very tough teams there, and then obviously they play their teams in the division, which is always tough. So you know, from those key games. What kind of record are you seeing for this team this season? I'm thinking like a 10-6, 9-7 maybe. Uh, I don't know if they'll win the division. I think they'll be up there in the conversation, though, maybe a wild card team. But I think they somehow find the way their way into the playoffs. I know last year they had that late run that kind of got them into the playoffs. But to me, it's going to be a little bit mediocre season. I mean, if 9-7 and or 10-6 and is a mediocre season, but – you know, for the Ravens, that could be. So, but I think they'll definitely kind of take a step up, you know, later in the season. Like I said, in a preseason and all that, even week one and two, you can almost kind of consider a preseason because those teams now, 
you know, you get your starters out there you know, full time. So to me, it's going to take a while for them to get. I would see them losing a bunch of early games, but I don't know later in the season. I think they'll win a bunch. Yeah. So right now, I have them pinned at nine and seven, um, and I think by week three, I'll get a very good read of where they're at um, going forward for the season. So right now, it's at nine and seven. I can easily see this team being a ten and six type of team. Um, and a team that could end up beating up on some teams simply because they'll just punch you in the mouth. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, 9-7, 10-6, playoff fringe for sure for me. I think they'll definitely be, be in this thing the whole season. Um, some of their key players, obviously Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram. Um, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about Hayden Hurst in camp this year. So Here he's you know. doing really well. Yeah, yeah, so um, – that's on the offense side of the ball. Defense, obviously, Earl Thomas, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Tony Jefferson. So, um, a lot of good things uh, coming out of ball right now. I, I think they'll be a solid football team this year. Yeah, I mean, I love to hate their fans. But, you know, it'll be an exciting year coming out of Baltimore, especially you're not getting much in the baseball department. So, hopefully, the football season kind of picks up for them. Yeah, I mean, they ugh, Baltimore fans, they mustn't be able to wait for football season <laughs> right now. I mean, sheesh. Um all right, moving down to Cleveland. Um, the Cleveland Browns are, I would say, a lot of people's favorites this year. Um, people can't wait to watch them. And understandably so. I mean, you get personalities like OBJ, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, all in the same squad. Uh, it's hard to ignore them. Um, they're loud. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I think they're going to be a good team this year. I don't think I'm as high on them as the media is, uh, per se. But um, what do you think of the, of the Browns? I, I think I just think they're a normal football team. I don't, I don't see anything too crazy about them. I, I'm like you. I think I'm a little bit down on the Browns. Uh, I know I talked about it a lot with Morris, you know, in, like a month, two, a few months ago after the OBJ trade. The team to me is too emotional. You know, everything you say is like. Like you hear somebody criticize them, and it's like, well, you do a better. No, you come do a better job with this. And with Jarvis Landry and Odell crying, and you got the fans crying, the GM crying. It's to me, this is just a. It's a good football team, but it's not anything special. I don't know why. All of a sudden, you know, some people have them Super Bowl favorites. Some people have them, you know, running away with the division. I don't see that. Baker Mayfield, to me, I think the jury's still out on him as quarterback. Uh. You know, he's a good quarterback, but can he, like, you know, it comes with a lot of rookies. We talked about it with Pat Mahomes. Are you going to be able to figure him out? In the NFL, guys get figured out, you know, after a year or so. So it's going to, he's going to take a huge step up because now he's, you know, the guy. OBJ, obviously great town receiver. Is he going to get the ball? That's the problem I would have with him, too. You saw that a lot with the Giants. He's a great talent, a great receiver. He needs to get the ball. If he's not going to get the ball, you're going to get a lot of antics. You're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, why am I getting the ball? Why not? You know, he's clearly the best receiver on the team. Forget Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is a good receiver, but OBJ should be getting the majority of the balls thrown to him. Um, Antonio Callaway is another guy, you know, at receiver that, to me, he's a good receiver. I watch him all the time at Florida, but he's not going to – he's not going to get a majority of balls, and he's another one who's very emotional. Uh, and you saw that a lot in Hard Knocks last year, too. Uh, and, you know, they signed Kareem Hunt. I, I can't, I, he's, leaving, he's serving a suspension, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So is he, he's a talent with uh, you know, a running back, but was that he, uh, you know, we had this big season. Is he going to make an impact? Uh, so to me, there's a lot of emotional guys and a lot of guys who are me guys, not team guys. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of with you there. Um, I feel like a lot of the personalities will clash, which yeah. is which will result in some some negativity throughout the season. I think their talent is is way up there. I really do. Um, but we can see the personalities like they they might end up making an impact. Um, one of their most important players, though, seems to be extremely level headed, and that's Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, which will be a very important piece to this football team he's the guy now duke johnson wanted out and he got out so i think that's extremely important i think the running back position with nick chubb leading the way as a three down back is very good um i don't like that they signed kareem hunt i just don't i I don't think he should be in the league at all but you know you have to recognize his talent you know unfortunately and is he going to come in eventually and compete with nick chubb or is he going to be told that Hey, you're not playing unless Nick Chubb gets hurt. And that's yeah. me. These, you know, Nick Chubb seems like you said a level-headed guy, but is Kareem Hunt that level-headed guy where he's not going to go out and cause a lot of trouble on the sidelines? Because me and Morris said, I mean, we talked a lot about this, and we said it could be reality TV on on the Brown sideline any given Sunday. You know, that's just the type of team it is. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're they're bringing a, the Rock Show back to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, we'll see what this team does. Um, like I said, I think they'll be exciting, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Very exciting. Um, the defense, uh, defense was 30th in total defense last year. Um, obviously, they have some talented names here and some big names. You know, Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson. You know, they uh, drafted Greedy Williams. Uh, they have Terrence Mitchell, Denzel Ward. So a lot of a lot of names, um, but. Are they going to step up and, and take care and, and turn the football over for their offense and, you know, make big stops when it, when it matters? Um, last year, we didn't see it. We didn't see them make, a lot, you know, the big stops towards, especially in the beginning of the season last year when they could have had a few more wins um, that they ended up blowing on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, we'll see what this defense can do. So, uh, 2018, 13 total offense. 30th in total defense. Where do we think they're at this season? I think those both go up. Uh, you know, even with the me type players they have, they do have a lot of talent, like you said. So I can see this offense being very, very good. You know, maybe middle of the pack, probably I would say 14, 15, 16. Uh, but to me, it's going to come down to, you know, this offense could be better if the defense is, you know, also good because you don't want to get into shootouts with this te- with a lot of teams, and this team is not built to be a shootout team with the defense they have. Um, and the offense, you know, like I said, Baker Mayfield still out on him a little bit, you know. So it's going to be interesting, but I do see them as a middle of the pack offense. The defense, I think, they will go up, but I just don't see them being, you know, that dominant defense in the league. I still think they're a bottom of the pack defense, but still better than last year. Yeah, so right now, I mean, I don't think they'll be 30th in total defense. I think they'll move up a slight slight uh, edge there. I'll maybe give them top 22 for certainty. Yeah. Um, but I can't push them higher than that because 
I mean, it's not like they acquired 17 different guys to play defense for them. You know, it's, it's a couple guys. So uh, we'll see where they're at. I think the offense will help the defense a slight bit as far as field position and just being better in general. Um, so, yeah, I, I have the Cleveland Browns as possibly a top 10 offense uh, for this upcoming season. That that high? It's, you know, well, they were 13th. So, oh, so they, I they were they were 13th last year in offense, 30th in defense. Oh, I thought you had said they were lower on offense, but so I do think they'll take a step back then on offense. Okay, uh, so where do you have them then? So I do have them at like 14, 15, 16 still. So okay, I, all right, that it is a step back. I thought you had had them. Uh, I thought you had them lower. I thought you had said they were lower than that. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I have a list sometimes, so maybe I, I did screw <laughs> up there. Um, but anyway, I mean, we've highlighted the key guys already, and I think everyone knows them at this rate. Um, they're, the Browns are everywhere. Everyone's talking about them. Um, key games, week three versus the Rams. Week five at San Francisco. Week eight at the Patriots. Week nine at Denver. So some tough games there. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to see that a lot throughout the AFC North, which, you know, since they're playing the NFC West and the AFC East, it's going to be a, uh, you know, a tough schedule. Because those two teams, you know, the NFC West, when we, you know, they got three, you know, good teams, you know, other than the Raiders. And then the AFC East, you know, Patriots, I think next week when we talk about the Jets, I think we're all high on the Jets. Uh, So I think they have a lot of tough teams, a lot of tough games coming up. It's going to be interesting. I think they're all going to be fighting at the end of the year for, uh, you know, that division, that division spot. So I don't know, you know, like I said, the season has a long way to go, but you know, only one team is going to find out if they can win the division. So, yeah. So, um, for me, I, I see them winning two out of these four games, which I, I think, you know, is obviously better than they've been doing in, in, previous years up until last year um and i do this do think this team is getting better and better um but with their personalities and you know them still playing in the afc north like it's this division didn't get worse overnight it's still good um i have them at eight and eight for the season i don't know where you have them at i have them about you know nine i still have them nine seven ten six but my bold prediction is going to be them and the Ravens are battling out for the division. Okay. All right. Um, I, I have some different ideas, uh, and I'm going to talk about this team right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers win this division. Really? Yeah. What, what, uh, what I, think, I think they got rid of who they wanted to get rid of. Um, they are going to play with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they just had their wide receivers coach pass away this past week at the age of 62. Um, rest in peace to um, Daryl Drake. So uh, they lost AB. I don't think they care. They lost Le'Veon Bell, and I don't think they care. I think this team's chemistry is is going to be unmatched this season. Um, they're still playing for their boy Ryan Shazier, too. Like, I think this team has, has made a lot of positive changes as far as you know, let's let's get all get rid of all this locker room BS that AB and Le'Veon Bell provided. Let's just focus on winning football games. Yeah, uh, to me, it's going to be 
all up on to James Conner and Juju. Uh, Juju now takes over the one spot, which you can argue that he was always a one, you know, last year. But he's now going to have to take a bigger uh, on a bigger role. Uh, James Conner, too. I mean, what a breakout season he had last year. Can he replicate it? That's going to be the biggest thing. They can't afford to have a running to lose a running game where Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to pass all game. So James Conner is going to have to step up again this year, and I think he can do it. I don't know if he can have as great of a season, you know, as to the point he did last year. I think he takes a little bit step down this year, but uh, you know, it's going. He's going to need to do it. Otherwise, this team has no chance of making the playoffs. I think. Yeah. So. For me, I think, I think Big Ben and Juju are going to have a just completely fine uh, connection. I mean, you saw, you know, when AB was the only weapon there. Like, I mean, Big Ben is AB still connected, you know, all the time. You know, they were still a lethal combination, and I think him and Juju are going to be the same type of type of thing. I think James Washington is a very efficient wide receiver. He's going to start getting more tar- more of the target share. Um, still got Vance McDonald, who is a solid tight end. Brian Switzer is a good slot receiver. So I think their weapons are just fine as far as pass catchers at the running back position. Yeah. James Conner is going to need to step up a little bit. Um, we're going to need to see him have a solid sophomore year, uh, right now. So, um, he's definitely going to be a big part of this offense and he needs to be solid going forward. They do have other guys, though. Like, they have Jalen Samuels, who, pr- who was proving himself last year, stepping up big time. Uh, they got Benny Snell um, from Kentucky, who broke, like, 14 or 15 rushing records at Kentucky. He did do that. Yeah, so um, I think they got they have guys, you know. Like, people are making, making it out that losing A.B. is, you know, the end-all, be-all, and I, I don't think it is. I, I think this team is – is as good as they were last year, if not better. Uh, you know, I think the chemistry is going to be a huge part of this team. Um, last year, they were fourth in total offense, sixth in total defense. Like, I, I think they're they're going to be near similar categories this season. I would agree uh, to a point. I think they might, you know, take a step down a little bit in offense. Not much. I think they might be eight, still top ten, but towards the lower part of the top 10 and defense. I mean, like we said before, this defense is always good. If there's one thing you look forward to it with your huge NFL fan, especially the Steelers, it's they come play every single week with their defense. Uh, you won't see a lot of points scored on them, but then again, <laughs> this defense could be keeping them into a lot of games, you know, playing the, a- the NFC West and the AFC East. Yeah. So, um, Four and six, it, it might be a little high for me um, for both. I still think they're top ten in both categories. Um, I can't pin uh, which they'll be better at this year, and I think I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I think they'll they'll both they'll be good on both sides of the football. Um, one will you know obviously be better than the other probably at, at points of the season. Um, but yeah, I, this year they, they just need to win the big games. Um, and I think that's their that was their biggest fault last year. They lost some of those ga- those tight games. Um, <coughs> excuse me, which in years past they've won. So let's see if they get back to their winning ways in, in the big time games. Some of those games this season, week one is at New England, which 
I'm I'm ready for. That's always fun. Yeah, always fun against them. Week six at the Chargers. Week nine uh, uh, at home against Indianapolis. Week ten at home against the Rams. So some solid key games there, games that are definitely worth watching. Yeah, uh, it's going to be exciting with those. You know, those two divisions matched up. Very exciting football coming to play this year. Oh, certainly. Um, so, yeah, I already talked about their totals. Um, obviously, you talked about some of these big names. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is uh, – he's a wide receiver one, man. W- what do you think? Is he is he a top 10 receiver in this in this league? I think he's a top 15 receiver. I'll put it that way. Uh, he's definitely huge for the Steelers, and I think he's going to help lower the, you know – lower the blow that was trading Antonio Brown as much as, you know, you can hate Antonio Brown as much as you want as you're a Steelers fan, but he was some sort of talent and definitely helped them win a lot of games last year and and prior years. So I don't think they'll hurt as much, you know, losing him because of Juju. But then again, Juju, I mean, this is his year. He's got to have, if he wants a big contract and wants to be one, you know, included in a top 10 conversation, you know, he's the guy. He is the guy that needs to step up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if he steps up in, in the same way A.B. stepped up when he was the only guy here, uh, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster could uh, be recognized as one of the best best in the league. Yeah, and um, there's one thing the Steelers do well. It's getting guys to play receiver. Yeah, they always find a way, man. Always find a way. Um, so I have them with a 10-6 and six record winning this division. I got them 8-8 eight and eight, finishing – uh, third in the division. Oof. All right. All right. Just because, I mean, I got it because I had the Ravens and the, and the Browns battling it out. So I don't think, you know, I think those two, you know, Ravens Steelers and Browns Steelers in the in division, I think those right there could be two to three losses for this team, Uh, you know, one way or the other, whether they get swept by the Ravens, swept by the Browns. But I do not think they'll have a winning record against those two teams. All right. I mean, that's fair. I mean, they're tough games. They always are. Uh, you know, the Steelers tied the Browns last year. So um, anything can happen. This division is going to be these three teams pretty much, you know, punching each other in the mouth <laughs> every time they play each other. Um, could see a lot of one and one records in this division between everybody because uh, it's always just so tight. So we'll, we'll see where they're at. Um, I'm high on them. Um, you're a little bit higher on the Ravens and the Browns, so you know we'll we'll see where where it ends up. I think it's going to be close either way. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, you know, like I said, it could be totally wrong. This team is battling out with it, but either way, like you said before, these are the top three teams in this league or in this division. No, definitely. Yeah, certainly. Um, so we'll move on and we'll do this quickly. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yikes. Uh. <laughs> Um, AJ Green's hurt. Uh, he's at, he's going to miss some time. Um, no AJ Green equals lots of problems for this team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just so evident when he's not there, they're just not as good of a football team. He's their best offensive weapon. Um, they have Joe Mixon and I, he's great. Uh, but the O line is, is not good. Uh, um, and you don't have number one wide receiver to balance that for at least a couple games. Um, and even when A.J. Green comes back, 
he's certainly not going to be the AJ Green of old. I mean, it's it's just it's just sad. AJ Green just being injury prone is just so sad. Yeah, he, he's been a stud for so long, but now is just I I would almost compare to what happened to Calvin Johnson. You know, Calvin Johnson was one of the best receivers for multiple years, and injuries just caught up to him, and he eventually retired. I can see AJ Green kind of doing the same thing. Just I don't know if my body can take football anymore, as more much as I want to play. Yeah, we hope it doesn't come to that anytime soon, but yeah, it very well could be in the realm of possibility. Yeah, but this team at receiver, uh, you're looking at two guys and Tyler Boyd and John Ross. I mean, Tyler Boyd had a fantastic season last year. Uh, so if you're kind of looking at a number one guy, it's going to be him. And John Ross, he was hurt a little bit last year. Uh, he had a breakout year as a rookie two years ago. Uh, but this year, if you're looking at him, you know, he's going to be healthy, it sounds like, coming out of camp. And he could be very valuable to that team. He's a, you know one of these receivers who catches anything that comes to him. And if he can be healthy and he can get a lot of targets – Spangles team, you know, will still be bad, but they won't be as bad as a lot of people think. Yeah, so, um, I mean, Tyler Boyd, uh, yeah, we saw last year, he's he's extremely talented. He got his money this year, too, which, you know, really good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, he finally broke out in a big way last year. John Ross, um, he's a solid deep threat, and it, you know, it's hard to ignore. So, you know, if they could, if they could find a way to – help out the offensive line by, you know, quick short routes every now and then and running the football efficiently to the outside with Joe Mixon, um, screen games, you know, any any way to help this offensive line build chemistry and get better. Um, you know, I, I think they'll end up being an okay football team. Um, I just think it's going to be a struggle for, you know, those, those big games against good teams. Like, I have a feeling they're going to get beat down a lot. <laughs> yeah, they – I don't know if they'll be in too many games. Uh, I definitely think they'll win a few, but I don't know if they'll be, you know, this team in reality, I think is looking for a top five pick come next year. Yeah. Um, so last year, I mean, they were 26th total offense and uh, 32nd in total defense. So the bottom of the barrel in both categories Um I, I definitely see them in the same type of areas in, in both uh, on both sides of football. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give a number on where they'll be, but they'll <laughs> be uh, the bottom five in each probably. <laughs> they, they very well might be, you know, take a little bit of a step up on offense, and that's just because the Raiders might be so bad on the offense. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be a tough season for them. Um, New head coach, uh, what can he do? Um, you know, I mean, they're key, they're tough games. I mean, there's probably a, a, quite a few, but ones I highlighted: week one at Seattle, week eight at the Rams, um, and week fifteen uh, against uh, Philadelphia. So, no, sorry, against the Pat, the Patriots. I can't read my own handwriting, apparently. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean probably losses in all three of those games at least there's probably a few more that I missed um but yeah w- what type of record are we looking at for this football team a three and 13 I I don't think they'll win many games and I think you know if they do win it'll be against a team against like the Raiders they'll be and maybe they sneak two win- wins out of that after that but 
I don't see them being very competitive. And like I said, top five pick, you know, come next year's draft. Yeah, yeah. I have them I have them pinned at four and twelve. Uh, not confident in that. Um, but I felt like being nice today. Had a had a rough day, felt like being nice to somebody else. So <laughs> four and twelve for the Bengals. Uh, I'll give them benefit of the doubt here. So now we switch switch on over to the NFC North. Um, your specialty, uh, as you are a Green Bay Packers fan and a avid one at that. Um We'll discuss, uh, obviously, the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings, and then end with the Green Bay Packers um, to end the show on a high note or possibly a low one. I'm unsure of where you're at. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's take a dive in the NFC North. I think the NFC North kind of somewhat matches the AFC North as you know teams that play cold-weather football, beat up on each other. Um, play good defense most of the time. So um, have electrifying offensive players on a couple of these teams. So um, with the Chicago Bears, a team that had a very successful season last year. Um, and, you know, they have our favorite player in, in the world, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Chicago Bears had a really good season last year. Uh, and for me um, – I'm taking a step back on them this year. I, I'm not very high on them, and I'm not sure what it is, because um, it's not like they lost, you know, a load of pieces or anything from their team. But I'm just not as high high on them. I don't know how you feel about them this year I, going into this. I never liked the Bears. Uh, <laughs> to me, I think they're going to get figured out. Uh, I don't think it took, you know, if you look at week one last year against the Packers, when Khalil Mack had that huge first half, he got figured out in the second half. And, you know, it was, boy, it was hard for him to even get near Rodgers at that point. Uh, Mitch, I don't, I, I don't see him doing well this year. Uh, I actually was reading a little bit. I saw something pop up on Twitter and I was reading it, uh, out of Bears camp. And it sounds like Mitch is having a rough go around, um, now, I don't know if that was just a few days or it's been all preseason, but he's going to – this team's going to go as far as Mitch takes them. Um, getting rid of Jordan Howard, which I thought was a big mistake, but it was a huge pickup for the Eagles. Tyree Cohen, I just don't see him being every down back to the point where, you know, he can run the ball, you know, 25, 30 times and then catch the ball, you know, a ton of times also. I just – I always thought he was better suited at the passing game. And I don't think he'll be, you know, great as the guy, the guy at running back for the Bears. Uh, you know, to me, it's probably going to be a down year for them. Uh, they did pick up HaHa Clinton Dix, who obviously was a former Packer, you know, as of last year until he was traded. But to me, he's not anything special, more of a system guy, but he doesn't really tackle well. Uh you know, so we'll see how he does coming back to the NFC North. Uh, you know, hopefully they can get Allen Robinson maybe a little bit more involved because we saw a lot last year where we would pick Allen Robinson each week saying, hey, this is the week, this is the week, this is the week, and he's never got the ball. <laughs> and it's sad to say because he's such a talented receiver. Uh, and yet on the flip side, too, Taylor Gabriel, who isn't as talented as Allen Robinson but had bigger days. But he was, again, kind of one of those guys who – would go off one week and then next week wouldn't go off. Um, so very inconsistent. 
you know, I thought their defense picked them up a lot last year, but it'll be interesting to see how this defense is picked up this year uh, by other teams, just because like, you know, like everything you've got the film. Now this team is kind of, this defense is kind of all the same. There's no huge additions like last year, Rokon Smith and uh, Khalil Mack, both at linebacker. So we'll see. Uh, but to me, I think I agree with you. I think they take a step down. Yeah. So the key word for me for this football team for this season is consistency. Yeah. Um, that's really where it's at. Hundred percent. Uh, Mitch Trubisky last year. I forgot which weeks it was. It might have been week four, weeks four through eleven. He was like the best quarterback in football. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, especially on the fantasy football side of things, but. Uh, like we've heard this year, he's not looking great in camp. Um, he's never been amazing at throwing the football to begin with. So this year, can he get away with just running the football efficiently as a quarterback and being successful? Uh, he might not be. I mean, he could very well be stopped. Um, so we'll see with him where he's at this season. Hopefully he could take a step up for them, but it could be in the realm of possibility that he doesn't. So, um, and it's not like he has an A list of wide receivers. He has oh, he has good receivers, but I mean, Al Robinson, Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, Corderell Patterson, like you know Trey Burton. I mean, these are these are good, solid pass catchers, but nothing over the top, nothing extreme. Um, so I don't know. I just don't know with them throwing the football this year if it's going to work out, which is. Not good because they lost Jordan Howard running the football. Um, right now, Tariq Cohen is listed as their RB1 uh, ahead of Mike Davis and David Montgomery. Um, and, yeah, I'm with you on Tariq Cohen. I think Tariq Cohen is a very good pass-catching pass back, change of pace back. He can't take the full uh, workload. He just really can't. No way. So, for me, my bold prediction for the Bears is by week four – David Montgomery will be the bell cow back with Tariq Cohen as the change of pace back by week four. I could definitely see it. I, I'm i with you. I mean, I don't see how Tariq Cohen plays this whole year as RB1. I just don't see it. Yeah, he's just not big enough. Uh, I mean, and yes, that does matter. It, it's football. Yeah. It matters. He's going to get crushed um, trying to carry the football three times. Like It's just not going to happen. Um so, I think David Montgomery will work his way into the RB1 role. Um, Tariq Cohen will be the pass catching back, change of pace back. Mike Davis will be more of a goal line role type of guy. And, you know, whenever these guys need breathers, he'll step in. So, I mean, not not a bad problem to have three running backs, but um, it's not like they're, th- they're three A-list running backs either. So, yeah, there's no Jordan Howard now. <laughs> yeah. So, this, I mean, this football team is going to be interesting. We're, uh, we don't know who's going to be their go-to guy in the red zone. Um, you know, so we'll see where they're at. The defense is still going to be great, I believe. Um, uh, maybe a slight regression, possibly. Uh, I know their defensive coordinator is now the head coach out in Denver. So we'll see what's going on with that, if that has any effect on their defense. Um, last year, they were 21st in total offense third in total defense where do you see this team this year i'd say about the same maybe a little bit lower in offense maybe 23 24 
And defense, I still think they'll be a top ten defense, but I don't think they'll be three. I think they'll be seven or eight. All right, I, I yeah, I'll. I think they're going to be relatively the same in both categories. Um, bottom half in offense, and then I'll give them a top six in defense with the possibility of still being a number one defense. I think they still have that capability and talent. Um, we'll just see what kind of schemes they come out with and if Cleo Mack can still be Cleo Mack, which is the most important thing. <laughs> um, their key games, I mean, they have a lot, a lot of tough games. Week two at Denver. Week seven against the Saints. Week eight against the Chargers. Week nine at Philadelphia. Week 11 at the Rams. Week 14 against Dallas. Week 16 against the Chiefs. Yeah, that's a that's a tough schedule. And that is a tough place to get the Chiefs at because, you know, that's, you know, a lot of times in the NFC North, that is the time of the year where the division is one lost. So that's a tough place to draw the Chiefs. Yeah, and – um I mean, you know, and that's not even mentioning their divisional games against the Packers and the Vikings. <laughs> like, this is – the Bears are going to have a tough schedule this year. Um, I think it's kind of crappy after such a good season last year that they draw such a tough schedule this year. Um, I have I have the Chicago Bears at 7-9, and nine, and I feel like – I know it's a big drop-off, but I feel like I'm being generous. Yeah, I would have them probably about the same. Uh, I don't think I just think they're you know step back and catch a lot of teams by storm when you have a new QB and a new head coach and a new system. But I just think they'll be figured out. I just don't think they'll have that great of a season. You could see them finishing well. I think the NFC North will be a tight division, but. You can see them finishing at seven and nine might get you second place in this division. That's just the way it is. Uh, but definitely, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, like, I, like they'll still be a tough, gritty football team. Um, you know, Mr. Bissy will make big plays on his feet. Clue Mack will make big plays on defense. It's just who else in between those two on each side of the football can step up and make make big plays. Um and uh, we'll have to see who it is because I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, it'd be an interesting year for the Bears. For for sure. Um, would I be surprised if they were still a, an incredibly good football team? No, I, I don't. I don't think I would be so surprised. But I just don't really see it happening. Um, I see some some definitely some definite regression there. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions. Um, not that great of a football team. Uh, but, you know, you never know. You just never know, I guess. Um, carry on Johnson. He's he's now the guy. Uh, they signed C.J. Anderson, but I'm not too worried about that. Pushing into carry on Johnson's production very much. Um, they got rid of Theo Riddick for a reason. Uh, you know, they don't care about him catching short passes anymore. That's going to be carry on. So I like carry on Johnson. I like Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, Marvin Jones, Jr. Um, tight ends, Jesse James and TJ Hawkinson. So honestly, like, you know, prior to really looking into them, I wasn't extremely high on their offense and I'm still not extremely high on their offense, but I'm definitely higher than I was. They, they get, they get it done as much as I hate, I hate to say that they do get it done on offense. Uh, 
they're in a lot of games because of their offense, but their defense really lets them down at times. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford, I've said many times that I think he's the biggest scam artist of, you know, all sports with the way he gets his, con- you know, whatever, when he signed that huge contract that made him at the time, you know, the highest paid QB. He just hasn't won anything. And he always has these mediocre seasons where you think he's going to have a great year. And he just kind of just is like, eh. <laughs> but, you know, if there's one thing with the Lions is they will score points. Uh, what's his name? Marvin's, Marvin Jones Jr. will have a good season, I think, as last year. I believe he will be, you know, the guy at receiver. Uh, on Johnson's a stud at running back, but. Yeah, it it all comes with growing pains, I think, still. I still think they're trying to learn under Matt Patricia, but I think it'll be another tough year for them. Yeah, so for their defense, I know you mentioned that um, sometimes they didn't get it done, and I think it's because they couldn't really get it done at the end of games uh, because their defense was actually kind of good. It wasn't, like, you know, great or anything like that, but where they failed was making – big stops near the end of games in the fourth quarter. And they kind of just broke down almost every fourth quarter, um, which doesn't help your football team. Um, but their, their defense in, as far as total numbers go, which obviously doesn't paint the whole picture. They were 10th in total defense, uh, 24th in total offense. So, um, I mean, if you just watched their football games though, you wouldn't have thought that I would actually agree with you if you didn't look at that stat. Um, that you would think that so you know like sometimes stats don't really don't really paint the whole picture no uh, and I think they'll be in games uh, you know I'll, I'll give the record in a little bit but I the defense will be whatever the offense will be mediocre and you know I'll just go record right now I think they'll end up seven and nine also you know that's just the type of team they are they'll win they'll win games that you don't expect them to win you know, they might go, you know, they play the Chiefs this year, and you can see them probably beating the Chiefs, honestly. That's just the type of team they would they would beat. Uh, and they'll probably, as much as I hate to say it, they'll probably get the Packers once, you know, in the season. And maybe they'll get the Bears once. The Viking-Lion games are always good to watch because those two teams are usually, in the past, have been a good matchup against each other. So I could see them 7-9 and nine this year. Yeah, um... Their key games, yeah, I mean, we know who their divisions, but for everyone else, uh, week two against the Chargers at home, week three at Philly, uh, week four against the Chiefs, week 11 against Dallas, and then week 16 at Denver. So um, tough games right there. Obviously, divisional games are always tough, always good, solid games in the NFC North. I enjoy watching NFC North football. I'll be completely honest. Um, I really do enjoy it. Uh, The Lions, I have them at 6-10. and Um, wouldn't shock me if they were completely awful and didn't win six games or if they were better than we think and they won seven, eight, nine games. So uh, I'll put them at six and 10, see where they head from there. Um, you know, they're two impact guys on the offensive side of the ball for me is Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay, carry on Johnson. Um, I think they're big time guys and, uh, I think they'll have a lot of success this year. Yeah, it's, you know, you get what you get when you're a Lions fan, as much as I would love to hear that, and it makes me proud to say that, but if you're a Lions fan, more power to you, because it might be another tough year. 
Yeah, being a Lions fan has to be difficult. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean they had that zero and sixteen year not too long ago, right? I guess it had to be like less than ten years ago. It was two thousand and I want to say it was two thousand eight. I want to. Okay, all right. So sheesh, we're getting up there. I guess yeah. I, I I forget how old we are sometimes. Um, I think it was two thousand eight, but. This team, I mean, even when I do make the playoffs, you get excited for it, and they just lay an egg <laughs> right in the first game. They play a Saturday night game, and they lay an egg, and it's game over. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's got to be tough. Um, I guess it's cool that they play on Thanksgiving every year, which, you know, that's that's usually pretty cool. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll, we'll see where they're at. I, I think like you said, they'll they'll stay in some games and they'll win. They'll be in games that you don't think they'll be in. They they're they're always like that. I think they played the Rams really tough last year, did they not? I believe they did. I think that was a seventeen sixteen football game. Yeah, it was something. That's just the type of team the Lions are. I don't know why they they are like that. Because you would think you're in games with the Rams and you're in competitive games that you can win more games than they do, but it's. <laughs> Somebody just doesn't like the Lions, you know, a higher power somehow. Not a Detroit Lions fan, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently not. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, the Minnesota Vikings, um, a team that struggled at points last year. Uh, you know, everyone was extremely high on them last year going into the season. Uh, I think I was too. Um I just thought they would be better than they, they ended up being. Obviously, Dalvin Cook battling a couple injuries here and there and not being 100% to start the season, like, had some effect on that. Um, Kirk Cousins being colorblind for, you know, half the games wasn't good. Um, so, what do you think of the Vikings? I I don't have a lot on them. Um, I do think Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook will be better this year. Um, Dalvin Cook stepped up big time when he became a hundred percent healthy. So, uh, what do you see for them this uh, this upcoming year? Well, Kirk Cousins to me, I never understood why he got that big of a contract. You know, he's a good QB, but he's not in the upper echelon of kind of QBs in the NFL. Uh, but I do think he'll have a, a good year this year, depending on how. The rest of the, he's not a gunslinger. He's definitely not that. He's a guy who's going to take his time, who's going to read the play, and try to get the best possible target. He's not one of those guys like you'll see in uh, like an Aaron Rodgers type player, Pat Mahomes, or other guys who will just throw the ball, you know, anywhere and plays will be made. Uh, he's going to have to rely on a lot on Dalvin Cook, I think, because I don't see him throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game like you see a lot of QBs now, and. Last year, I was kind of low on Dalvin Cook, you know, with the rock, you know, with his injuries, and can he really make that big of an impact? But he proved me wrong, and he, I think he'll be have a good year. Uh, to me, he might be the best running back in the NFC North. Uh, and then it comes down to two guys at receiver, and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, because those two guys are gonna have to, you know, do what they've been doing. You know, if they have that, they can replicate the last few years. The Vikings will be just fine. I think they'll be in it towards the end, you know, of the season for the division. But you also saw a lot of times last year where they would lose games or be in games with guys, with teams that just were okay. Were, you know, playing, you know, like you always hear, you don't want to, you want to play 
you want your opponent to play your you know your type of play. You don't want to play down their type of play. And that's what you saw the Vikings do a lot last year. I remember the game against the Jets they struggled with for a little bit. Uh, but then they go out and play the Rams and they have a sh- uh, shooting fest. Uh, to me, it's just going to be they got to take care of business. And until they do that, I don't know if they'll be, you know, returned to the playoffs this year. Yeah, so I'm extremely high on Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think he's super talented. He's finally fully recovered. He's going to have a full slated season this year. Um, I think they've realized that he's really good. (laughs) And uh, they're going to run the football a lot. Um, I think they're going to run the football more than they have in previous seasons. Um, And I think Dalvin Cook will be up to the challenge. And that will really open things up for Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, who are two extremely explosive receivers. Adam Thielen's route running is nearly impeccable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Stephon Diggs can beat you every which way there is. He's an all-around receiver, so... Look, I, I, I kind of like this team. Uh, I don't love them, but I like them. I think they'll be good. Uh, can their defense turn the ball over? Um, hopefully. I, 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 haven't, I didn't see it that much last year, but I think if their defense forces turnovers, gives their offense good field position back, uh, I think this could be an effective football team, solid football team in general. Um, last year they were around 20th in total offense and 4th in total defense. So I think their defense might might have been a little, you know, played over their heads last year at times, um, and their offense played, you know, below their potential. So I think there could be some regression on defense and some progression on offense. What do you think about that? I would agree with that. Um, you know, going back to Dalvin Cook, it's you know something that the Vikings have kind of lacked in past years is a running back. So now Dalvin Cook is healthy and. You know, I am, you know, growing on him. I think they'll be just fine on offense, and he'll definitely step up to the point where that offense can kind of get into that, you know, maybe teens of top offense. And then the defense, uh, to me, I think will definitely take a step down. I think this defense, honestly, was a lot had to do because you think about it, you play, what, six games against the rest of your division, uh, and they were a product of <laughs> kind of the rest of their division last year. I can't remember what they did against the Bears, but I know uh, with the Packers, you're going up against a guy who had one leg for 95% of the season, Aaron Rodgers. You know, um, you go up against Mitch Trubisky, and you go up against the Lions team that couldn't really do anything last year. So I think that, you know, if you take those six games out and you kind of put them into this year where you have a healthy Aaron Rodgers, you know, Lions or whatever, and the Bears could be, if they are, they can be just as good as they were last year, honestly. Uh, I think this defense can take a step down, especially with the games they have to play against the Chiefs, against the Broncos, against uh, what's the other? And uh, I can't remember the other AFC West team for some Chargers. Uh, I feel like this team is going to take a step down. Yeah. So for me, I'll put them around 15 for offense and, and 10 for defense. Um, could be a couple spots uh, each way, you know, either up or down from there. Um their key games, like you just mentioned, you know, the AFC West, they're at Kansas City in week nine, um, at the Chargers in week 15, at Dallas in week 10. Uh, they're home against Atlanta and Philadelphia. Um, Atlanta is week one. So that's going to be a good, that's going to be a good football game. And that'll be a good test for both teams. Yeah. There's one thing that the NFC North has going for it is that the one or two teams that might make 
the playoffs will be extremely battle tested playing against these top teams in the AFC West and the NFC East, definitely, especially the, and that including their own division. And like you just said, the Vikings play the Falcons. I know the Packers play uh, the 49ers. So these guys will be very tested going into the playoffs. Yeah, for, uh, for, for sure. Um, right now, I, I have the Vikings at 9-7, and seven, uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to go higher than that. Um, but I could see it happen, and I also could see them dealing with an injury to one of their weapons and then completely folding. So <laughs> I, I put them at 9-7, and seven, um, and I'm not extremely confident about it. <laughs> I, I would agree. I, I would say 9-7 is a good spot for them. Uh, I think they are clear-cut, probably the second-best team in the NFC North as of right now. Yeah, so we'll move on to your Green Bay Packers, and I'll pretty much let you take the reins on this <laughs> one. Um, is is this your favorite for the division, Dom? Absolutely. I mean, how could it not be with all the weapons they've kind of – they got rid of kind of similar to what the Steelers did as they traded a lot of guys or got rid of guys who they didn't want on their team. Well, you can say the Packers kind of did the same thing uh, <laughs> with getting rid. They got rid of Mike Daniels. He's now on the lines. They got rid of Clay Matthews. They got rid of Randall Cobb. You know, those are just guys who had became older and kind of one-dimensional and didn't really produce. I mean, Mike Daniels did produce, but he was hurt a lot. Uh, Randall Cobb didn't do much, and Clay Matthews was a product of one thing, and he would just, you know, he just couldn't do it. Uh, but you get a healthy Aaron Rodgers. You have a brand new system coming in with Matt LaFleur taking over the uh, the reins as head coach, and I think everybody is happy in Packer in Packerville about taking you know taking over or taking out you know Mike McCarthy type error. you know and like we we got talked about it way too much last year with Mike McCarthy, but it's good. You got a new kind of head coach, a new guy who's going to take control, try to control Aaron Rodgers, and everything I hear is that the relationship is good. You know, they're playing really, you know, everything in preseason is going really well. They added a bunch of weapons on defense, and uh, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, they drafted Darnell Savage uh, and Rashawn Gary, who I hear nothing but good things about both of them. Uh, And this defense is going to be young, but one of the benefits is Mike Patton got retained after the kind of whole firing squad that went on last year. So that's going to be huge. Mike Patton's a great defensive coordinator, and, you know, his defense is – they showed flashes, and – they're going to try to get back to that level of football where when they won the Super Bowl, where they took away a lot of balls, a lot of fumbles, a lot of interceptions. Uh, and then you go to the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers finally healthy. All I hear is he's making throws that are just like unhuman. Like uh, Devontae Adams, to me, he's a top 10 receiver. Uh, I don't know what you think about that, but to me, he is clear cut top 10. He's a number one. Him coming off the line is unreal. He makes moves and plays that not a lot of guys get the opportunity to make because of their quarterback, but he makes them no matter what. Uh, Aaron Jones at running back, he is dealing with a hamstring, but it is a, it is what it is. It's preseason. Uh, they'll be just fine if he can't go week one because Jamal Williams did prove that he can be a very reliable back. Uh, and they got rid of Ty Montgomery. He's now on the Jets, which is another guy. You know, you kind of, well, they got rid of him last year, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and then another guy who's been outstanding throughout camp that I've heard is Jake Kummerell. Uh To him, so he was a guy last year. He was undrafted. He was played with the Bengals for a little bit in preseason. And then he came to the Packers and had a standout preseason last year. 
but then ended up hurting himself. I believe it was on that Lambo leap, and it kept him out. I want to say pretty much all season until he, you know, they activated him. Uh, and he had, I believe, a game or two he played, which was pretty good. But there's nothing but good things coming out of Packers camp. And I think they have a lot to prove, especially on defense. A lot of young guys, and, you know, Savage is a monster at Maryland. Rashawn Gary was a monster, and a Bergen County native, by the way. Uh, you know, but he was a monster at Michigan. You still – Jair Alexander is playing his way into being in the conversation as a top cornerback in this league. Uh, Josh Jackson, who was a guy who didn't really want to be around, but, you know, he's kind of gotten off of that kind of mentality. He's playing really well. So this team is just – you hear a lot of good things, and I think it's going to lead into the season where, hey, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if the team is in a Super Bowl conversation. And that's that's talking as somewhat of a biased fan, but somewhat in reality, because that's just how good I think they're going to be. So everything I say after this is completely irrelevant. Dom covered it all. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you pretty much like hit the nail on the head. You know this team better than than I do for sure, for certain. You know it better than Morris does. Um, I, I'm high on the Packers. Uh, I don't know if that means much, uh, but I'm high on them. I think Aaron Rodgers in a new system uh, with Matt LaFleur is, is going to be great. I think MVS – as in Marquez Valdez-Scantling, is going to be a very solid number two receiver. John Allison, Allison too. I hear nothing. is going to be healthy from concussions, hopefully this season. Um, Dom, I think Devontae Adams is a top five receiver yeah, in football. I, I, would, I, I have this argument way too much with a lot of guys who think he's not even top ten, and I just want to like just burst, like go crazy because they say that. He is – and now stand. I mean, he was a second round pick. Think of that, a second round pick, and he's now one of these guys who is in the conversation is a top. Like you agree now, so I can say he's going to be a top five receiver this year again. Yeah, I, I you know he's his route running is so good. Uh, he can go up and get the football. He can burn you off the line of scrimmage. He can beat press coverage. Like he's very good. Yeah. Um, and he's paired with Aaron Rodgers, who will be healthy this season, hopefully yeah. for the entire year. Yeah, hopefully. Let's you know, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but hopefully, I'll take I'll take like five weeks before injury happens. Hopefully, yeah. So for for me, um, with what you're saying about their defense, I do like their defense. I think it's good. And shout out Rashawn Gary, Burton County native. Let's go. Um, I think their defense will be fine. Uh, and if it is fine and serviceable and turns the football over every now and then. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is healthy for all 16 games of the regular season. This is a Super Bowl contending team. I'm right there with you. I really am. Um, I wasn't that high on them last year. I ended up being kind of right about that, but this year I am high on them. Um, I think they're the best team in this division, 100%. Uh, I have them at 10 and 6. Um, could be swayed to 11 and 5 for the regular season, uh, but this is a team I wouldn't want to play come postseason if they do well against their tough schedule in the regular season. Yeah, I have them at 10, 10 and 6 also. I think that, you know, past years, that's all it's kind of been needed to win the division. Uh, other than last year when the Bears kind of ran away with it. But, you know, this team has got – and you want to talk about underdogs. This whole team is kind of an underdog after what happened the last two years. You know, not you don't make the playoffs. Last year, Rodgers is hurt, you know, 95% of the season. You lose a game to the Cardinals at home which you had no business losing to. A lot of guys are hungry this year to get back on that field and start winning football. 
Yeah, and you highlighted it too. It's getting rid of guys is as important as bringing guys in. Yeah, and exactly. and I, I you definitely hit the nail on the head with that because, like I said with the Steelers, I think it's equal to the Packers. Like they got rid of guys that they needed to get rid of that were that seemed to be in the way of what they're trying to accomplish. So, um, I have nothing but good things to say about the Packers this season. I think I think they're going to be a great football team. Uh, and significantly better than last season, which was absolutely, you know, you can call not abysmal. not their level of play. You can call it abysmal because that's exactly what it was. <laughs> abysmal. All right, you heard it from Dom. Um, well, anyway, that uh that wraps up both uh, both divisions um, as far as our breakdowns and previews of what we got. Um, we highlighted key games, key players, um, potential records, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we covered it all with every single team. Um, we're now going to move on nice and quickly to our underdogs. Um, there's only two of us, so this won't take long. Uh, and a piece will be out it. Uh, a piece will be out about it by the beginning of next week. Um, so, Dom, who is your underdog for the AFC North this year? For the AFC North, my underdog is Lamar Jackson. Uh, based off of solely that. He's now the guy, and I honestly don't think a lot of people expect a lot out of him. Uh, you know, people are still in that mentality that he can only run the ball, and I don't think he. I think he can do both. I think he's going to be huge in the running, you know, running the ball, and I think he can very well pass his way, pass his way to the playoffs. Uh, you know, for me, he's now the guy in Baltimore, and a lot's going to be expected out of him. I think, and I think he's going to rise to the occasion and do really well. Yeah, I, I like that Lamar Jackson pick. Um, you know, he ended up being the last pick of the first round in 2018, and a lot of teams passed him because they didn't think he could throw the football very well. Some teams were considering him a wide receiver. Like, yeah, I mean, you that's know, nothing but slander about Lamar Jackson. Um, and while I don't think he's great at throwing the football, he's he's going to get better. Uh, he, you know, it's just a matter of time. Um, and reps and like you said the reps last year definitely helped him a little bit hopefully he can you know refine some of those skills that he has um he's obviously great at rushing the football from the quarterback position and you know he's going to be a threat so i really like that lamar jackson pick he's uh definitely definitely an underdog um i've i've got benny snell jr Uh, i know i talked about him briefly when we talked about the steelers rookie running back out of kentucky Right now, he's listed as the third running back on the depth chart, but don't be surprised when he makes some noise when he gets his touches. Yeah, he. I watched him run at Kentucky, and he's a very capable player of scoring a lot of touchdowns, running the ball really well, and kind of controlling the run game to where you know, this offense may not have to rely a lot on Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. So just look out for it. Yeah, I know. I know it's Kentucky, which isn't you know a big powerhouse in college football, but he had three um, one thousand plus yard rushing seasons. Like that's that's really good. Hey, you have college football. You have a thousand yard rushing season in SEC. You're more than capable of running the ball in the NFL. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for him. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of James Conner, who is an underdog himself, battling with leukemia few years back and with all he's had to deal with and um he's obviously an underdog but 
if he doesn't play really extremely well, I could see Benny Snell, you know, taking a leap forward in some of these games and, and playing extremely well. Um, so a lot of good stuff from the AFC underdogs. And then we'll move to your NFC guy. Um, who you got for the NFC North as your underdog? It's going to be a guy I mentioned in Jake Kumaro. I mean, the guy was a division three player undrafted. He's out of Wisconsin whitewater. Uh, you know, while they are a powerhouse of division three football, you know, this guy had, and he's had a tough break. I mean, he was a guy who was going to make the roster last year right out of camp and probably play right away until he hurt himself in preseason. And everything you hear, you know, every day I get a, I on Twitter, and I see Jake Kumaro made this outstanding play. Jake Kumaro is going to find himself. There are a lot of people that think Jake Kumaro could beat out uh, Van, Valdez Scanlon. I mean, that's how good this, you know, that's how much potential this guy has. And he's very hard not to root for if you're, a Packers fan or a fan of kind of underdogs in general. No, I'm definitely excited for Kumaro. Um, you know, being a D3 athlete, you know, ourselves, like we know how tough it is to even get remotely looked at in, in any sport from a D3 team. Um, found his way to the NFL, grinded for a couple of years. So, you know, now he's with the Packers last year. I think he had a huge play. I forgot who it was against. Didn't he have a really big play? He hurt, like, he hurt like week himself. fifteen or week sixteen. Yeah, he did, and I forget who. I know they played the uh, the Lions in, in week seventeen, but I can't remember. But I think it was week sixteen that he had that huge play, and that says a lot that this guy, you know, because he hurt himself on, I believe it was a Lambo leap in the preseason, and you know, it says a lot about a guy to get to stick around him. You know, you go from undrafted free agent kind of bounced around teams to now, hey, he's hurt, but we're going to keep him around because we think he's that special. Yeah, absolutely. They could have easily just waived him, you know. They really could have. So, um, good good on the Packers for keeping him, giving him a shot, and uh, good on Kumaro for taking advantage of, of getting that shot. So, um, my underdog is is John Franklin III. Oh, cornerback for the Bears. Last chance you. Last chance you. Another last chance you guy. I mean, I freaking love this show. Um, but anyway, uh, John Franklin III has had some struggles. Uh, he was a quarterback, obviously, especially on last chance you. You saw him. And he was a real, he was talented, uh, for sure. Um, ended up being a wide receiver at the college level. Uh, they saw how athletic he was. Um, at the NFL level, the Bears signed him. Moved into special teams and defense. Um, and I want to see if John Franklin III could find his way into some solid reps here for the Bears defense. Uh, I think that would be pretty freaking cool because they're one of the best defenses in football. And uh, he didn't start playing on the defensive side of the ball till about a year and a half ago. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys you just look at and it's pure athleticism. Uh, and those guys you hope is the, the goal is to teach them kind of as many different positions as you can. Uh, that was the case for another Bears guy earlier in his career, and Trey Burton, uh, he's a very athletic guy. And you just try to wherever, <clears throat> excuse me, wherever he does well, that's what you want. Just put him in a position where he will uh, succeed and help your team win. Yeah, absolutely. So um, those are underdogs: John Fleming the third, Benny Snell Jr., Jay Kumaro, and Lamar Jackson. So some solid guys right there. It's a solid list. Can't wait to write the article on that one. Um, that covers our underdogs. Our previews are covered. Um, we want to remind you to visit us on Twitter at PlaySneaky. 
Um, start asking us some questions, fantasy related. We'll get back to you ASAP. Um, because me and Dom had a somewhat heated conversation about top 10 receivers today. Uh, I think we'll do a top 10 list for the receivers, running backs and quarterbacks very shortly. Uh, we'll get that out to you guys as soon as possible. Um, and, you know, last but not least, want to remind you to visit jokermag.com, one of the greatest sites out there. Um, underdog stories every single day. Can't get enough. Subscribe to the newsletters. Subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to Tyler O'Shea's Hustle Motivate. Nothing but good things coming. Um, and we can't wait till next week when all three of us are back together talking about the AFC East and the NFC East. Yeah, it's, it'll be a, definitely an exciting one next week with you know both you and Morris liking teams from those divisions. Yeah, how, how many? All right, before next week, how many times will Moore say "Go Birds"? Uh, is this what we're doing? We're doing over unders. Do uh, over under, over under four, yeah. four point five. Over a hundred percent. Over over under the amount of minutes Morris talks about the Eagles. I'll put it at fifteen. Oh, I'll take you over. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place Podcast presented by JoggerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.